before we begin, I'm gonna ask, let's see, Jaden, do you have a pop? Okay, come on now, Jaden. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pray for us and then you're gonna count us down. Sound good? good. Alright. Pray us. Alright. God, we thank you for this night and for just your honestly awesome gloriousness for us being able to be here tonight and worship you and to just be together in communion with each other and with you. So, amen. Amen. Count us. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, that was a good bass. That was awesome. That was awesome. I got my water. Also, I apologize. My, I'm kind of losing my voice just a little bit. It's kind of like weird. It's like my voice sounds normal, but like every once in a while, just something gets stuck in my throat. So my pacing might be a little bit off tonight. But um, yeah, so tonight's going to be a little bit different because we just ended the 100-day dare last Sunday. Last Sunday. So that was, that was awesome. Um, so tonight's going to be a little bit different. We're, kinda, kinda, we're going to be analyzing, you know, what do we do from here? You know, how now that we did this, now that we did the dare, now that we did the plan and the groups and all that, what do we do from here? But before we get into that, I need you guys to get out your phones. Get out your phones. We're going to be doing some polls. Yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be different. We're going to be doing some polls. We're going to get that on the screen. It's, we might have a bit of technical difficulty because this program's a little fidgety. But uh, get out your phones, and you're going to go to ahaslides.com. Yeah, okay, we got a QR code, right? I saw the QR code the other day. Show QR code. Yeah, yeah. All right, there we go. I'm going to get out of the way. Yeah, just scan the code. It should be super easy, guys. It should be super easy. I, I will not shut up about it. Or you can go to ahaslides.com slash elevate2. It's so easy, guys. It's so easy. Okay. I'm going to let that pass. That's really loud. <clears throat> All right, we got 28 in. I'm going to go ahead and tell them to take off the code, but you can always do ahaslides.com slash elevate2. It's at the top of the screen. So, yeah, we're going to unlock it. Okay, so best movie of all time. This is just going to be a, uh, a uh, you know, warm-up. That's the word I'm looking for, warm-up. I, I love the movie Haha, ha. and uh, I saw Funny and LOL. I don't know what that's all about, but Haha ha is winning right now. I don't even know what movie that is, if someone would enlighten me. I don't know if I'm just that out of touch that I don't know what that is, but... All right, we're seeing, uh, you can go ahead and unlock it, get some more time in there. Oh, I see Knives Out. That is such a good movie. I love Knives Out. Why, why is my name floating around up there? I thought that said Greatest Snowman. Sasquatch Gang? Okay, that's a different movie. I'm in the way a little bit. I don't know where to go. Okay, here we go, here we go. All right, that's good enough, that's good enough. We're, we're gonna move, okay, so the winner, I think they're all about the same. I see Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's my favorite movie of all time. Guys, I have a, in my notes app, I have a list of my top 10 favorite movies and Fantastic Mr. Fox is number one, so. Yeah, okay. Let's move on to the next question. Yeah. Favorite thing to do at Elevate? This is another warm up. Favorite thing to do at Elevate? 
Oh, we got 33 people here. That's cool. Food talk. Eat pizza. I see meet Sean. Basketball, air hockey. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry if I'm like sweaty. I was playing basketball for like 10 minutes and I was just doing so awful, but aggressive high fives. Natalia, okay, I knew that was you. Now, Addie gave me a really bad high five. I don't even know where she's at. She's here somewhere. She gave me a really... All right, that's good, that's good. We're gonna, we're gonna move on to the next one. This, the, next, the next few are gonna be a little bit more Polish. No, not Polish. Okay, so how many days did you read the Bible reading plan? So we've got like none, some, over half, most, and all. So there's 100 days of the Bible reading plan. We're gonna show results at 30 seconds. I'm just, I'm, I'm like really curious. I don't even know where I put myself. Three, two, one. Okay, let's hit, let's hit show results. Oh, wow. Who did all? Who did all? Raise your hand. You guys, you guys, let's give them a round of applause, you guys. That is incredible. I don't even know. Honestly, I'm in the most category, but I, I, I wasn't expecting that. That is awesome, you guys. That is awesome. Okay, next one. Let's move on. Did you attend a dare group or a tribe at least one time during the 100-day dare? At least one time since January. If you attended once and never came back, that counts as at least one. All right, let's hit show results. Okay, all right, 81% of you guys did. That's cool. I don't know what exact number that is, but that is impressive. That's awesome, you guys. All right, let's do the next one. Favorite thing to do at tribes? Favorite thing to do at tribes? Eat. <laughs> I'm, seeing a lot, I'm seeing a common thread here about eating. See, Andrew, live, laugh, love. <laughs> oh, man. If you know, you know. Not allowed to say sorry. <clears throat> Talk with ladies. <laughs> okay, you, time's running out, honestly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I see a deadline. I see and party. Bob. <laughs> Destroy me eardrums. Wow, that's awesome. I don't think there's another one, is there? Is that it? Okay. All right, guys, thank you so much for participating in my poll. I love you, Sean, Caden. I love you too. Oh, behind the scenes, don't look, okay. All right, thank you for participating in my poll. Uh, I'm gonna ask the worship team to come on. No, I'm kidding, guys. Caitlin already made that joke the other day or, you know, whenever she preached, so. Okay, but, you know, on a serious note, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the 100-day dare has been a really uh, powerful, transformative time in my spiritual walk with God um, for a lot of different reasons, and I kind of want to share that with you guys tonight. Um, it honestly has shown me that through ups and downs and through the craziness of my life and of the world and the culture that I'm in, having that consistent time with God every single day um, because I haven't, honestly, I haven't had a super consistent time with God, like just 
and, and consistently, like throughout most of my life, like it's always been like really good stretches. And then like the, maybe there's a couple weeks where it's like, I just forget to do it and just don't do it. But having that time of the consistent time with God, when the times are really good, and also there's been times where they're not so good past hundred days, it's shown me that I need God just as much in the good times that I do in the bad times. It's, it's true. I need God just as much in the good times, when times are good, when I'm getting the promotion at work, when I'm getting good grades, when the girl I like talk to me and sit next to me at school. I need God just as much then that I do when things aren't good, when grades aren't so good, when I'm not getting a promotion. I don't know. But I just need God all the time. And that has shown me that the past 100 days that that has been even more true now. That's been even more true. We actually talked about this a little bit last week at our guys' tribe, was that we were talking about this subject of how we need God in the good times and in the bad times. And something that I've been learning and I've been hearing about and researching and just studying is that we cannot effectively build the kingdom of God unless we're allowing God to build you. You cannot build the kingdom of God effectively if you are not allowing God to build you first. You cannot pour out if you're not allowing God to pour in. A few weeks ago, I said, Jesus, he has to be the cornerstone of your life. You know, the cornerstone was the stone that was put there first, and the rest of the stones were built around the building. If Jesus is not the cornerstone, you cannot build the rest of the building. It's not going to work. Until we allow Jesus to pour in, we cannot pour out. So I'm getting ready to be a dad soon. And I'm super excited. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm so excited. It's literally any day now. It's literally any day now. Um, but something that's really big on my heart is I don't want to be a dad that comes home after work drained and empty. That is something I do not, I don't want to be a husband that comes home after a long day of work and have nothing left to give to my wife or my kids or my family. You know, because I think that it's important to be able to give them the best of me. Because I, I've talked about this before, if, if, I go, if I go to work and work really hard all day and pour all of me into work and then have nothing left to give to my family or to my spouse, then my priorities are out of line. Priorities should be God, spouse, kids, your calling, work, hobbies. God, spouse, kids, calling, work. I put work as number five. And this is, I've seen this said by many different speakers. I've seen this said by a lot of people. Um, I've seen this modeled for me in my life. But I don't want to give all my, all my energy, all my mental energy, all my emotional energy to number five on the priority list and not have anything for one, two, three, or four, right? So if I get that out of line, then disaster is going to happen in my family. If I get my priority list out of line, then the disaster is going to happen in my marriage. If I get that out of line, then disaster is going to happen in my relationship and my walk with God. And so I need to keep that priority list in check. And that's what I'm wanting to talk to us now. If you're intending to reach out to your friends, if you're intending to disciple the people around you, if you're intending to reach your school or your family, if you are empty, then you are not going to be able to do that effectively. If you have nothing to give to them, if you have nothing to pour out to them, then you're not going to be able to do that. Does anybody have an empty can of pop here? Does anybody have anything empty, empty at all? Is that empty? Is that truly empty? Okay. All right. 
There's a little bit in there. Go drink it real quick. Yeah, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Listen, if this is you, right, if you are Dr. Pepper, if you are Dr. Pepper, if this is you and you're trying to give to your friends and if you've got nothing left, oh, it really was empty. Okay. But this is a good picture. You might just have a couple droplets left for your friends or for your calling or for the people you're supposed to reach. And that's why it's so important. I got some of my on my wrist. Okay, and that's what, I just realized that was, he drank that. Oh. <laughs> okay. But it's true. It, yeah, if you've got nothing left to give, you're not going to be able to effectively build the kingdom of God. And then beyond that, much more important, you're not going to have a good marriage. You're going to have a strong marriage. You're, you're not going to have a good relationship with your future kids because you have nothing left to give them. You know, uh, Matthew chapter 7 says, ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. What I'm getting from this verse is that you need to seek God. You need to get into his word, get into his presence. If you, if you need courage, then ask. If you need energy, then ask. You need to be filled up with God, because here's the thing. We were not made to be containers. We were made to be pitchers, right? We're not made to be containers. We're made to just store up God's presence and just store up all that he's given us, but we're made to just pour out. If I wanted to mop later, I would ask for a full can of Dr. Pepper and just pour it all on the ground right now. I don't feel like mopping. But, and so that's, that's the biggest thing the 100 Day Dare has taught me, is that I need to fill up before I can pour out. Because first of all, for me personally, I need to fill up to be able to give to Caitlin, right? I need to fill myself up so that I can pour out to my family and have uh, stuff to give to her. And I need to fill up so I can give out to my future kids. And that is, that is, you know, that is my two and three priority right there on my life priority list. That's number two and three. But also, God has given me responsibility to be able to pour out to you, to you all. That this is, I believe this is my calling, but this is also my work. That's four and five. And so here's the thing. If I don't spend time with God, and if I don't allow God to build me up first, then I'm not going to have a very good time build it, helping you guys build yourself up either. Right? So there's people on the other side of your obedience. And even if you can't see it now, it's important to build yourself up and to get filled up today because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So it is so important to get filled up with God. It's so important to allow God to build you up, so important for God to fill you up with his good things and his goodness. You have a calling on your life that it's your responsibility to cultivate. See, God's responsibility is to plant the seed. Your responsibility is to water it and to pluck the weeds out. It's God's responsibility to open the doors for you, but it's your responsibility to walk through the doors. Some of it is your responsibility. Yes, some of it is God's responsibility. Yes, God has to do it. Yes, God gave you the gift. But what would happen if tomorrow and for the next two years, I never did anything to build or strengthen my walk with God? What would happen to my calling? What would happen to my career? It wouldn't work, right? What would happen to my marriage if I never spent a single second allowing God to speak to me or build me up? My marriage, it wouldn't work. 
my influence with my kids, it wouldn't work. And so, yes, God opens the doors, and yes, God gives you miracles for you to step into your calling, into your life, but you have to cultivate it, and it's your responsibility to take care of it. If I didn't put any effort into my calling or my career at all, God's going to have to find someone else who will. What you need to do and how you cultivate it looks different for every season, but the root of it is always the same. The root of it is having a relationship with God. You know, John Maxwell, uh, he's a leader of leaders of leaders of leaders of leaders. He is an amazing person and influence, and he's also a Christian. He has a quote that I want to share with you guys. He's talking about someone who has a calling on their life and someone who wants to do something bigger, but he has something to say to them. So instead of me saying it, I'm going to let him say it. So let's watch. Uh, success is when you're faithful today in doing the small things. And along your line of saying overestimating, underestimating, I had a mentor years ago, John, tell me that something's very similar, but he said that you'll you'll typically overestimate what you can do in the short run. Yes. And then he said, but you'll vastly underestimate what you can do through a lifetime of no faithfulness. Question. And that's what you're talking about. The um, I like the idea of consistency compounds. It's so totally. true. I was doing a I was doing a leadership conference one time, and it was it, we were having a great day. There were a couple thousand people there. I was in my last break, and I was signing some books, and a kid with it who was just getting his MBA came up to me. He was so excited. He said, "Oh man, I love what." I love this. He said, I've decided I want to do what you do. And I said, well, that's great. I said, I, I, said, I have a question for you. So what's that? You know, he's so eager. I said, would you like to do what I did? Right. So you can do what I do. Uh-huh. See, see the, the issue is not I want to do what you do. Everybody wants to do what somebody that's doing something really amazing does. It, I, I tell them, forget I want to do what you do and, and go to, well, am I willing to did what you did? Right. You got to get in the did world before you can get into the do world. Yep. And, 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 and so we had a nice conversation. But I think so many times we see the success of somebody and we kind of gravitate like, oh, I want to do that, not realizing there was a whole process of mm-hmm. daily disciplines that got them there. And yeah. without those, they would have never had that day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can imagine somebody listening now, just they're, they're in the didding part. Yeah, you, know, the did, did, I, you got to did yeah. so you can do. Yeah. And, and so. I tell them if they don't do the did, they don't, they're in deep doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't did the do, you're in deep doo-doo. So um, I've, I'm now getting to the title of my message, but the title of my message is Do the Did. Do the did. You have to do the did before you can do the do, right? So you have to do the did. So um, I'm going to ask you guys, and this is an interactive question. I need some help with this. But what are some big things that you want to do later in life? What are some big things? That can be career. That could be having a family. Yeah, what you got? Firefighter? That's awesome. Yeah. Missionary doctor. That's awesome. That's awesome. Anybody else? Yeah, over here. That's cool. That's awesome. Jonah. Animator, yeah. Psychologist. Flight mechanic. You're working on that, right? Yeah, you're doing state, right? Yep. All right, over here. What was that? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Veterinarian. Okay, cool. All right. So there are all things that we have to do, but in order to get to those things, you have to do the dip, right? You have to do the work. You have to put in the work beforehand. And I believe the same is true with our spiritual callings. The same is true with our spiritual callings, just like our careers. We have to, if we want to get to where God wants us to go, and listen, some of us, we might not even know where that is yet. We might not even know where God is wanting us to go yet, but that is part of the process. And if you are walking in step with God, 
He is going to guide you to the true desires he has put on your heart. Psalms 37 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Listen, if you want to reach your friends, you got to do the did. If you want to speak on stages, you got to do the did. If you want to lead worship, you got to do the did. If you want to do anything that God is calling you to do, you have to do the did. If you want to live out your calling, you got to do the did because it's important. God is all about the didding, right? God is all about the process. We have to walk in a manner that is worthy of the calling God has for us. Ephesians 4.1 says, and this is Paul speaking, he says, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to leave a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Lead a life worthy of your calling. God has a calling on your life. And you, like I said, you have a part to play in it. You have a part to play in it. Listen, I think we can get caught up in waiting on God to open doors to the point where we almost make that an idol of waiting for God to just shove us into something, right? But hear me, I don't mean we just need to rush in without hearing God at all, but I just believe there is something we can be doing today that can lead God, that can work us up and build us up to the point of when God says now is the time we'll be ready to face the challenge. Because if we don't put in the exercise, don't put in the work, and then God were to throw us into the calling, we wouldn't be ready for it yet. So we have to do the did. We have to do the did. If you want to do the do, do the did. And again, most of this, most of this happens in the secret place. People almost never find out what happens when you're doing the did. People never see the hours and the days and the weeks and the decades of silently waiting on God. People never see the times where we're building up and crying out to God at one in the morning, asking God, why isn't it here yet? Why am I still here? Why am I still stuck here? People never see, just like, you know, you see the, you know, big NBA stars on the court. We hardly ever see them practicing every day. And we definitely barely see them practicing when they were 16, 17 years old. We don't always see when people do the did. We don't always see the did the did, right? But we do, so when we see that, there are months, if not years, if not decades, of faithfulness and loyalty to what God has for us. So when we did, we, for number one is do the did. I'm getting a little stumble here. Number one is do the did. And now number two, once we did the did, we got to do the do. Now, <clears throat> just like doing our taxes or folding the laundry, do the do is a uh, innuendo for something that, you know, married couples do, but that is not what I'm talking about. Do the do. We did the did. Now we got to do the do and walk out the calling. And of course, my childish brain, when I heard do the do, I thought of Mountain Dew, so let's play it. Yeah. Yeah, do the do. <laughs> oh, man. Man, I got to love Mountain Dew. <laughs> Once you did the did, it's time to do the do. We were designed to be pitchers, not containers, right? I said this already. We're designed to be pitchers, not containers. We're designed to be filled up so we can pour out. So that's why we have spent this past 100 days, that's why we've spent this past season 
Allowing God to fill us up, allowing God to build us up, not just so we can contain it, not just so we can keep it for ourselves, but so that we can pour it out and give it to other people and use our callings and passions. I know I've been saying this a lot. This might sound like a broken record, but we've been saying a lot of these uh, same things with student leadership because that is what is, that's what student leadership is all about. So this past season, I believe, was to get built up, and the next season is to pour out. It's something um, that we've been saying as a church staff is the past season, God has supernaturally sustained us. But this next season, God's going to supernaturally empower us and supernaturally call us out. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't waste your gifts and your callings to yourself. Don't wait for tomorrow. Of course, you need to wait for God's timing. But what can we be doing today? Our responsibility is to be a good steward with what we have today. So I'm going to call the worship team. They're going to come back up. And I want to just tell you guys about a parable that Jesus talked about in the Bible. And then I'm going to give us a chance to respond to this. And um, the parable, I'm sure we've all heard it, it's about a man who is about a, a king, like a ruler, a guy who gave different sums of money to different servants. And he went out on a trip and told them, to make more money, right? So to one, he gave five talents. To the next, he gave two talents. And to the last, he gave one talent. So he left and he came back and he checked on them. It's to the guy that he gave five talents to, he said, sir, I was very successful. I took the five talents and I gave you five and I made five more. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. To the two, he came back and he talked to the two and he said, sir, I have two talents. And I, did, I doubled it. I got you two more. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. And the last guy who had one talent, he took the talent and he buried it in a hole to try to protect it. And on the surface, that kind of sounds like wisdom, right? He's not letting robbers steal it. He's not losing it. He's not frivolously spending it. On the surface, it feels like he didn't do anything wrong because he protected it. He contained it. But the master actually reprimands him and takes the talent away and gives it to somebody else. And I think it's just really cool that the Bible uses the word talents because back in the day, talent was a sum of money. You know, it was a way that they counted money. But I think we can use that picture the same way of our talents, of our gifts, of our giftings, of our callings, of our passions. That God is saying, hey, you should not be using your talents, your gifts, your callings, your situations, your opportunities for yourself. And there are times where it does benefit you, but it's not the purpose of it. It's meant to be poured out. So let's all stand up right now. I just want us to take a second and just invite the Holy Spirit in and allow him to speak to us. Because I'm going to guess most of us here, all of us here, even if you feel like you've reached your calling, we're always in the ditting for the next phase God is calling us to. If you feel like you've made it, you're not. If you feel like you've made it, you're so far. There's so much more God wants you to do. There's so many more levels God is calling us to. So let's all bow our heads and close our eyes tonight. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this. I invite you to challenge us, to search our hearts and to reveal to us 
Who do we think our talents, our passions, our giftings are for? God, I just dedicate all of that to you. I want to keep my priorities in line, and God, just fill us up so that we can pour out. Build us up so we can build your kingdom. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for everything that you are. Thank you for who you are. Let's worship.